I'm ready when you are. All right. The Apostles' Doctrine, okay? The Apostles were the 12 that Jesus had taught, they had seen him, and they were taught by him. And God commissioned them to go to teach and to set up the church. Uh, the definition for apostle is, is at the root it means one who is sent. One who is sent a special messenger. I know uh, we have these people that call themselves apostles in this generation, but they don't have a new message. And the one that the Bible acknowledged is the 12 apostles. There are actually 13, and I'm going to prove that to you when we get further into it. Uh, that these men Jesus called and selected so that and Jesus trained them so that when he died he commissioned them to go into all the world and preach the gospel of the kingdom now you've got to know this that Anything outside of what the apostles taught is not a biblical gospel. It is not, when you fall into denominations and you fall into uh, a, a lot of different creeds and things like that, if it's not according to what the apostles taught, you can't get to heaven on that. You can go all you want to, you won't get to heaven on that. And doctrine, it simply means to teach. Now, these are the Hebrew uh, definition for those. I meant the Greek, I'm sorry. So apostolic doctrine is the teachings that come to us through the apostles, those specifically chosen by Jesus Christ to carry his teaching to the world. We are to follow the teachings of Jesus and everything else we are supposed to call it trash. Okay? The 12 disciples became the 12 apostles. Let's look at Mark, the third chapter, verses 14 through 19. Mark, the third chapter, verse 14 through 19. Are you there? The third chapter, verses 14 through 19. You have to say praise the Lord. Let's read. The sword... A third chapter. Come on. Third, I'm sorry, I was looking at the fourth. Come on. Third chapter. That he might forth to preach. Now notice they he that 
he ordained 12 that he might send them forth to preach. Okay, go ahead. Now notice now, these are the qualifications. You can't miss this. To preach, come on, and then to the power to what? Well, the power to heal the sick, and then what? To cast out devils. And so Zebedee's, John the brother of James, and the son Bargamus, the son of Thunder, and Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Atheus, and Thaddeus, and Simon, and the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, which and went into a house. Amen? So, now, when you look at it, he ordained 12 to preach. Now, to preach means to put in order or to arrange or to appoint. When you look at that in the Greek, he ordained 12 to put in order, to set up the church and to preach uh, uh, and to appoint. Now, not only did the apostles preach, but they appointed other folks in the church to do other works as that was needed. And so you, you, you got God called 12 men to put the church together. Now, we are supposed to be following what these 12 men put forth. Amen? And he said power to heal. Heal, it, it means heal uh, the sickness. Sicknesses in, in the Greek means disease, illness, ailments, maladies, infirmity, and to drive out. So that's why these men were so successful because their offices demanded that they do this. And so in church, that's why it's imperative. We won't see this and we won't be a part of this unless we get into the truth of God's word following the folk that God has sent to set up the church the way God wanted to set up. Amen. And to cast out devils. Now, wait a minute. Let me deal with the word heal. Heal means to treat, to cure, remedy, doctor, doctor self. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Cast out means to eject. Expel. They had the power. This is part of their office. They could expel spirits out of people and the spirits had to come out. Why? Because they know who God gave the authority to. Where the devil gets us is we don't, if we don't follow the truth of God's word, the devil plays with us because he knows he don't have to obey us unless we teach what the apostles teach and believe like the apostles believe. You don't have no respect for folk that's in the same shape we in laws. Remember the seven sons of Sceva? Paul, I know. Jesus I know, but who art thou? 
So when you look at uh, they cast out devil. This is part of their office. And so you must understand uh, God's church has an order. And if you uh, bypass his order, God does not bless you outside of his order. He blesses nobody outside of the order or the principles that he set up, me, you, and nobody else. So we wind up, what we wind up doing is being in the house of God and lost. You know, you did hear about the coin that was lost in the house. You can consider yourself a coin that's lost in the house. There was a loss, you know, uh, uh, and you can't blame anybody. You know, everybody lost something in their own house. And you ain't going to find it until you clean up. <laughs> and some of us ain't going to never find it because we ain't going to ever clean up. Now we have a problem. And you find a problem, and he named it here, but Judas Iscariot, he betrayed Jesus, and he killed himself. So now the, the apostles are faced with the task. We need to replace Judas. Why? Why? Because you must remember there are 12 tribes in Israel. And I, my personal opinion is you don't have to buy it, you don't have to believe it, but there has to represent, there has to be a spiritual representation for all 12 tribes of Israel. Uh, because when you look uh, later on, even in the Revelation, it talks about the 12 foundations. Each one is representing a foundation in the new church or in the kingdom of God. And so when you look at that, so now the apostles, maybe they were moved by God. I don't know. But let's look, at, let's turn to Acts, the first chapter. The verse is going to be 21 through 22. Are you there? Now, the apostles, now we're jumping in the middle of something, but I need you to know that the apostles did not choose anybody that was not in the teachings of Jesus, had not met Jesus, and had not been okayed by Jesus or known as a follower of Jesus. Now we elect anybody. You can be any denomination and we'll have you preach in our church and be a minister. You ain't got to fully be baptized. You ain't got to fully believe. We'll let you do anything. That is a bad gospel. If you have those scriptures, say amen. Let's read 21. Wherefore, then, which the time, now notice, all the time, come on. 
They was with us when Jesus was here going in and out amongst us. Come on. Then he was taken up. Must one. Now the apostles was a witness of the resurrection. Now what are these folks doing today? I don't know because I don't believe in them. They were a witness of the resurrection. What are you like? Pastor, why are we discussing it? If you don't know who you're believing in, you don't know who you're following, you're going to fall for this junk that's coming down the pipe in this day, and once you follow them, you are not going to be saved. And that is the whole problem because they are not saved and the people that follow them can't be saved. If you believe a lie and you're going to be what? Damn. Amen. Believe in the ministry of God all you want to. Now, Judas was placed by Matthias. Matthias was a candidate because he had been with Jesus. That's what we were talking about right here. And he was, therefore, what they did, they uh, drawed the lots, or what they did, there were stones that they wrote these, the, the two names on, or two or three names on, I forget exactly how the history goes. And what they did, they put the names in something and they scrabble around sort of like what we would do when we draw numbers. And they prayed and asked God who should they pick. And they picked Matthias. Matthias' name came out uh, uh, because they were drawing lots to find out who the Holy Ghost wanted to be the new apostle that has been with Jesus and that has sown Jesus. Wait a minute now, that, that, that seemed to be a lot. But no, it's not. Because if you don't have the faith to believe, how are you going to tell somebody else this truth? If you doubt it, how are you going to preach it as truth to somebody else? You've got to be first, be a partaker. And then uh, you don't be a journey come lately. No novice, no newborn, no new birth will be able to rise to any degree of leadership in the church. And the apostles set that down. You don't ordain a novice to be a pastor, a preacher, a teacher. Sit down and go through the rain. Amen. So this is what was going on. He was among us from the days of John's baptism until now. All right. So now let's go with me to, uh, back to the first chapter Acts. Let's pick up 23. No, notice, they prayed. And then thou, then they said, what? Thou, Lord. Now they're talking to Jesus about him. Come on. Which, 
knows the heart of all men. You can't hide you from Jesus. Show. Now, come on. Now, he asked God to show who he had chosen. Come on. And, and you notice this, that if, can I be frank with you? If you leave, God got somebody out there that's going to replace you and probably do a better job than you did. So don't you think that the gospel of the church is going to fall because you leave? Because God's going to bring somebody else in and go raise them up to do what needs to be done. Come on, verse 26. Now, the notice now, he was numbered with the 11 apostles. Now, he made 12. Now, notice this now. The apostles, uh, there is a lot of apostles' writings and things that did not make the Bible. They did do a work, but because what the uh, historians and other people, they couldn't distinguish uh, between legend and truth. They had nothing uh, what they feel to bag up the writings, so they didn't add them to the gospel. They're part of the lost books of the Bible. Now, you kind of get in maybe a little you know, speculative when you go out and you read some of them. So don't read them as word of truth verbatim, but read them as a help or read them like you would a good book. Now, because they were not added, that don't mean that these men did not do a work. You can find some works about Matthias, Thomas, even when you look in the Bible, Peter didn't even record any Gospels. But he was there. And when, what, when you look at the history or look at where God had placed them and sent them in certain towns and certain cities to deal with certain nations so that they could take what he had taught them to those different group of people. Have you noticed it? I don't know if you noticed it. Or not. There's Jews in every part of the world. Just like there are black folks in every part of the world. So the, what they did and when you look at the 12 apostles they took the gospel to the Jewish nation. Hmm. Now you must note now the Holy Ghost confirmed Matthiasism when he let them choose them. They asked God, who do you want? Because you know the heart of man. Now, you believe, believe that or not, that's very important. If you don't let God make your selection, you're going to choose the wrong person. Uh, to prove that, uh, I ain't going to ask you to raise your hand, but some of us uh, have dated the wrong person and we were so glad when they left. 
We hated the day we saw him. And you thought going off the bat, you thought you was doing a good thing. And then come to find out you were better off without him. So when you look at God doing the choosing because he knows the heart. Okay? Now let's look at Acts the ninth chapter. Nine and fifteen. Now, if you have any questions, please ask. Are we there? Let's read. Said unto him, Go thy way. In the he's talking about Paul. Paul was chosen, but Paul was chosen for the Gentiles. And most of the New Testament right, you got to remember now, after Jesus died and the Jews crucified him and denied him, so God had to get Paul ready to go to the Gentile world so that he can teach and preach so that the Gentiles could be saved. And so he had to get along with the other apostles. Now, most of you may not know this, but in the Old Testament, the, the outer court, those of you that want to research this out, the outer courts in the temple was the place for the Gentiles. The Gentiles that always had a place in God's setup. And folks will have you to believe that the Gentiles only came along in the New Testament. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. When you look at Rahab the harlot, she was not a Jew. She was converted over to Judaism after they went in the city and spared her life. We ought to thank God for the outer courts. Because God always had a place for the children that he was going to save. Now, Herod's temple destroyed, along with the rest of Jerusalem, by the Romans in 70 AD contained four separate courts separate from one another each designed for a different purpose the court of the Gentile the court of the women and the court of Israel and the court of man and the court of the priests the court of the Gentiles is referred to the outer courts in Revelation the court of the Gentiles was the outermost on outermost courtyard, the only area of the temple where non-Jews was allowed. And, and the name implied the court of the Gentiles was accessible to Gentiles, foreigners, and those who was considered impure. Now, you know, 
we always had a problem. When you look at the Gentile nation, those of you that think you're squeaky clean and good and nice and sweet, the Gentiles always produced a problem in the Bible. We're going to eat what we want to eat. We're going to sleep with who we want to sleep with. We're going to do what we're big and bad enough to do, and we don't want nobody to tell us we're wrong. That's pretty much the attitude of the Gentile nation, and that's pretty much the attitude of the church right now. The worshiper there, worship could not meal, worshipers could not meal about. I'm sorry, worshipers could meal about and uh, uh, the exchanging of money and the buying of animal sacrifice was from the court of the Gentiles that Jesus on two occasions drove out the money changers declaring it is written, my house should be called a house of prayer, but you make it a den of robbers. The court of the women, the only area of the temple complex in which women could worship containing the poor box, one of these boxes were in which women could, uh, the poor, I'm sorry, one of these boxes where the poor women were offered two mites. This is in Luke 21, verses 1 through 4. The ceremonial cleansing Jewish men could enter the court of the Israel, uh, courts of Israel then the court of the priests were where the altar stood was accessible only to Levite priests. You could not go throughout the temple as you please. You are to thank God for Jesus Christ. The non-Jews were allowed to enter the court of the Gentiles. But they were forbidden to go any further than the outer court. You could only go so far and that was it. So, uh, so you, you should understand better why uh, God had to call Paul. Because he had to get somebody that was going to be able to. Let's look at verse 16 again. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Now, those of you that come to the kingdom and think you ain't going to go through nothing, you're in the wrong place. If you're going to do a work for God, you're going to be lied on. If you're going to do anything for God, you're going to be talked about. If you're going to do anything for God, there is no telling the things that you're going to have to suffer. And those of you that still having uh, uh, what they said and what they did issues, you ain't going to make it. And because people that work for God are in a glass house. Everybody is looking at you. And the problem that you and I are going to face as the world get darker, the church get lighter, 
And what the world does, they look for folks that are different and they pick on them. So like you did on the playground. If a child hair was shorter, their skin was darker, you picked on them because they were different. And it goes on even to adulthood. Folk always pick on other folks that are different. Oh, everybody else is tall, so let's talk about short people. Oh, so there were 12 nations. Oh, well, let me go back. There were 12 nations of Israel. So God chose perhaps an apostle to represent every nation. And then we had to go to the outer court and get somebody that's going to represent the Gentile. So he had chose these folks and he gave them a doctrine and the authority to get the job done. And see, this is what the indictment, we should feel bad. Because he has given us the calling, the power to get the job done, but we don't want to suffer to get it done. Now notice, the apostles were beaten, they went hungry, they were thrown in jail, and they did all of this and still preached and taught the gospel. We just go to go home and get in bed. And we can't help the furtherance of the gospel. You know, if you think about it, that's a doggone shame. We can't deal with folk just rolling their eyes at us. And we keep the right spirit. Come on here. They had a calling just like you had a calling to come out of the world and serve Jesus Christ. The apostles' doctrine and authority is vital for our understanding of what God has done for us. We'll never know totally what God has done for us if we don't fully understand what the men that God chose and what they had to go through in order for us to get a written word that's over 2,000 years old. And it reads just like it came off the newspaper yesterday. Turn with me to Ephesians, the second chapter. Let's pick it up at verse 20. Are we there? Let's read. And we are built upon the foundation of... 
Now think about that. We are alive. We are, are standing. We are sitting on the foundation of the apostles. Hmm. You ain't so good that you got it here anyhow. I'm not so, so good I, I got it here. That's why it's imperative if we're going to preach and we're going to teach, we've got to know the truth that we're teaching and preaching about. And this thing, this is a succession that God set up. I was taught by my pastor, and I teach the folk that come unto me. And if God called any of you to pastor, you are to teach the one that come unto you what the apostles' doctrine said, and no more. Your, 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 uh, your opinion is not what matters. Keep your opinion out of the gospel. And when you're making your opinion, you let somebody know, this is just my opinion. This is not gospel. Amen. You got folks now want to add to. Thank you, Sister Leach. Have you ever wondered why the way was so hard to find? Because you had so many folks that was adding to the gospel they were adding to and taking away from the gospel so that when God stirred you for hunger, you had to search to find truth. And most of you scratch your head. I ain't never heard nothing like this. But it's your fault because you had a Bible. And the places that you went, you went because that's where you wanted to go. Amen. Let's call it what it is. Apostles and come on, prophets. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. You can't get away from the cornerstone. That is the most important part of the building. Jesus is more important than the apostles. And if they don't follow him, scrap them. Come on, 21. Now notice now, the church come together under that banner. The apostles, the foundation, and Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. Now it brings the walls in. Frame and go together, grow it. Come on. Come on, 22. Now, you do this, and then the Spirit can fall. You know, we dam up our own uh, well. We dam up our own screen, stream. Because when we start letting other things get in the flow of the Holy Ghost, it blocks our spiritual flow. God will came for you, mine and your aid a long time ago, but you got so much junk in the way, and God ain't jumping and flipping and tripping over your junk. Woo. 
you get your junk out the way. You know what? He's already done what he said he's going to do. You think he's coming back down to, to going across the mar for you? So, my opinion is, when you look at these supposedly New Testament apostles, there is no foundation for them. What special message is there? It's already been written. What special calling? It's already been given. To cast out devils and to lay hands on the sick and cause them to recover, that's already a given to the church. So what would God need in calling me to be an apostle? You notice I didn't say you, I said me. I believe this role is no longer needed and we have the word or the foundation already. Somebody turn to, let's turn to Matthew the 28th chapter. Let's pick it up at verse 19. No, 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 let's, let's, let's pick it up at 18. You ready? And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me. And now notice, the cornerstone said, all power is given unto me. So ain't no power left. <laughs> ain't no power left. The devil fooling you if you think, if he try to make you believe God got a separate piece of power for you, all power was given to Jesus. Now notice what he says. Go. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Baptize them in the name of. You know, various denominations have taken that and decide to do exactly what it said, but still, when you do exactly what God baptize you in the name of the Father, in the Son, in the Holy Spirit, that still ain't no name. Who name you know Holy Spirit? Who name you know the Father? He, Jesus said, all power is given unto me. And Jesus is telling them, go baptize in the name of, in you, my name. If can't nobody see that, raise your hand. I, I, I do want to make it clear. Come on, verse 20. See, that's why it is 
of the utmost importance that you had an apostle that was taught personally by Jesus. Because they got to observe and do everything that he taught them to do. Now you can call the apostle down the street all you want to call him whatever. Ain't no apostle. Last time you saw Jesus, what was he wearing? You may want to be one, but you got to know what you're asking for. When he called Paul, remember, hey, there are some things that Paul will have to suffer. And if you know that when you looked at Paul's life, there's a whole lot of stuff Paul had to suffer. Live a large part of his life in prison. Beat. Hungry. Shipwrecked. Left for dead. Look like we're sitting in a pretty neat seat right now. Yes, ma'am. They playing in the hands of the devil. They're playing in the hand of the devil. It is a deception that the devil has sent forth to hit the church. And I'll tell you how they, why they do it. It can do it because they got a 5013C. And they can create an organization of their own. And they can create titles. And they can ordain folk and all this. But it is a trick of the devil to cause some folks to be lost. Because the only thing God is going to acknowledge is what he put in writing. Everything else is false. They create an organization. They can get money from folks. They can come to get a building and the, and the government won't come harass them. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. They took the church as a money-making venture. And I got some scriptures where I'm going to point that out a little later on. Just hold tight. That's just like the occult. The occult can do the same thing, and that's what they're doing. And most of them, uh, I see, most of them don't even have the lifestyle of a saint of God, and then they're going to try to say that they're called by God, not the God of the Bible, you're not. Yes, sir. They're going to hell for following folks that are going to hell. They chose that. You'll be surprised the amount of folks that know truth and go follow folks that's telling a lie. A lot of them came out of truth to follow folks that's in a lie because they don't want to say no to their flesh. And brother, them rascals just ain't preaching false doctrine. They live in a false life. And, then, and you'd be surprised 
of all the stuff come out of these false apostles and these false Jesus and these false bishops. And, uh, they got all kinds of fruits dripping with sin. And if, they, if they're showing fruits of sin, everybody that's following them going to hell. As my pastor preached, as a hell-bound possession. No, 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 don't be sorry. Keep on. Come on. Now, I'm on, I'm on, this is this is this is this is my my assumption. Now, if God is saving you, He ain't gonna send you to no junk. You may have chose to go to a junk because you didn't want to go to truth. You had an eeny meeny miny mo, and you chose the meaty of the mo. Amen. I've seen it happen. Folks on a search for God. Oh, God's dealing with them. They come to visit a holiness church. They visit a, a name brand church. And they visit another kind of church. And they got any, many, many more. And most of the time, they didn't pick holiness. Yes, sir. High five you from here. <laughs> yes, Lord. And we going I told you, I, I'm not, I'm not I'm trying not to break rings, but I told you, 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 you right on it. And that's what it is. You gotta watch these spirits. And, and I, I don't, I, I might as well give it away and, uh, and break it down to you later. Those folk, they are self-seeking. They're all about themselves. Notice, they want you to bring them some water. They want you to give them a proper space. They want you to almost bow and worship at their shrine. They want you to praise them. They want you to, if they do anything, they want you to give them accolades. What did Jesus say? Jesus, he told you to worship him? The apostles, did they tell you to worship them? We're just now, these modern day apostles want you pretty much to worship them. Oh, you mighty man of God. Ooh, now they got the women apostles. Ooh, you, ooh, can't nobody preach. It's a stolen word. How are you going to steal God's word and make yourself great? This ain't even your word. Amen. Did we get you? Did we? Did we you good? Yes, ma'am.
my former pastor, Pastor C. Edward Golder, um, there was a time that when there was a solidarity among ministers or pastors, if you would go and visit another church, they would ask you or want to preach or whatever, kind. they would call your pastor and say, who's your pastor? will go back to the office and call your pastor and see if you were in good fellowship. If you were seeking to go to another church, they will call your former pastor and find out were you in good standing before they allowed you to enter there. And when all that, when the fathers went to sleep and the children got to church, they turned it into a playground. Man. Yes, sir. They keep the monies high. They only promote within a certain group. And that's why, you know, uh, when you look at uh, folks that are climbing the ranks in organizations, most of them, it's about money. The more higher you go up, you got to have money. If you want to be a bishop, you got to have money. You got to give your offer. You got to get. It ain't about the people. Uh, let's finish uh, uh, that last verse. All things whatsoever I command you, and lo, now if they did, well, he told them to teach and observe and do everything he commanded them, and he was going to be with them until the end of the world. Now, when they died off, the world didn't mean they passed that. God passed that on to them. And why are we acting like everything is over? Let's go to St. John, the 17th chapter. 
the verses 20. Steal some of that. Are you there? Let's read. Neither pray for these alone. Now, notice this. They, Jesus not only prayed for his disciples. But he prayed for the fruit that his disciples going to bring to the kingdom. While you call yourself struggling, you already been prayed for by Jesus. You might as well suck it up and take it on the chin. And use this to fight the devil when he come to you. Jesus had already prayed for me. I know I'm going to make it. Be on them the world. Come on. Wait a minute. That we all may be three or four. One. And how do we justify you being over there in a corner and I'm in this corner and we're part of the same church? The devil lying to somebody. Come on. Let's finish that. the glory is being one. That's what we, when we can unite under Jesus Christ, that's where the power is. God ain't gonna never give you power by yourself. You ain't gonna even go to heaven by yourself. But you'll go to hell by yourself. Come on, verse 23. I am. Me. I have loved them, and thou has loved me. Father, I will given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. And His father, but indeed have thou, thou have sent me, and I have declared unto them my name, and were declaring in the love of him, thou hast me be in them, and I in them. Now you see, that's the whole point of the gospel. You can't let the devil and his folks separate you from. The people of God. How are you going to be one with the Father? How are you going to be one with Jesus? Only you can do it in love. That's the foundation. Luke records the early believers devoted themselves to their teaching. Let's look at Acts, the, the second chapter.
in the verses 42. Let's go up to 40, all right, and read down, okay? And with word did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation. Then they which were gladly received the word were baptized. Now notice now, gladly received. If somebody got to convince you, if somebody got to prompt you, you're going to have a problem walking with God. They that gladly received the word was baptized. Come on. 3,000 souls. Come on. And whose doctrine? What did the apostles teach about Jesus Christ? And? Wait a minute now. Now notice. This is where the church is falling apart at fellowship. If you can't fellowship down here, let me be the first to tell you, you ain't going up yonder. Ain't nobody going to be looking cross-eyed in heaven. Hmm. How she get some wings? Hmm. How did he get a crown? Ain't going to be nothing in heaven. Roll your eyes, stump your feet. This is a black man you just can't be. Let me know that now. You got to get all that junk out you right now. And stop justifying it. When you, if the devil can let you get an attitude, that means he's your leader and you his follower. Come on, where we at? Read, read the next. Now notice, all that believe were together. And you can't make me believe we are together. And everybody say we're believers. How in the world? And some of this, don't, don't put me in a category with some of this stuff. I ain't that kind of believer. Come on. And had all things coming. Come on. And? And singleness of heart. When the church get healthy and happy, God will add folks in it. As long as the church is unhealthy and unhappy, God ain't sending nobody in here for you to keep. 